0: Hello everyone and welcome to Minute 98 of season three of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast, where we yippee our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis Action film Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me on this lovely Wednesday in the middle of November is David Brooke of Blueprint Review. Welcome back, David. Hello, pleasure to be back. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. Just uh, you know, find that exit sign. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> So minute 98 begins with a computer screen exploding and ends with a very angry Carl looking at Hans. So basically yesterday we we spent the entire day talking about uh, a very long firefight where uh, another one of the bad guys uh, gets killed, Franco is no longer with us. Franco has left the building as they say. And Hans and Carl continued shooting at John and then they came, Hans came up with the idea of shooting all the glass because he remembers that John is completely barefoot. So this minute opens up with a computer screen exploding. You know, they they must have had a lot of fun blowing stuff up in this movie, you know, blowing up office equipment and stuff like that, you know, with all the the sparks that we see here and the way that it all just uh, flies all over the place. You know, It the, the the prop guys probably had a lot of fun uh you know setting all the stuff up and and the special effects guys had fun, you know, destroying it all. Someone someone recently told me that there's like a you can go to you know, they have all these, they have these places where you can go and like pay and they give you, you know, like an hour just to break a whole bunch of stuff. Awesome. You know, like you can you can you know they give you like old TVs and stuff like that. Like you can just go in there and just just uh you know bang the crap out of whatever 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 they have there you know in order to i guess it's more for people who have like anger issues but uh you know it still sounds like fun the, the idea yeah. that you can you can break things and and you know not not care about what happens to because you can't do it, that in your house
1: <laughs> it sounds therapeutic no no i'd be well up for that i i yeah i'd uh, i must have been destroying I, I'm assuming, things
0: i'm assuming they have things like that in the uk I've never heard yeah. of it
1: but if there is I'm going to find it cuz that sounds awesome. <laughs> I
0: don't know we'll, we'll have to look for that. We'll have to see if they uh you know if they have things like that. So uh as I said the uh, computer screen explodes from a barrage of bullets and then we we see uh John uh you know shooting back at 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 uh, both Carl and, and Hans and Carl Duck's uh, once again uh behind the, you know around the corner. And Hans continues to shoot, and he then destroys also a bunch of computers. And we see panes of glass shattering along the way, also. And we then also uh, get
1: some. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry go to ahead. Jump in. No, go I also ahead. noticed just, just watching it again now, and I, I was going to point out last time, and I forgot, is that we also occasionally we got one in the last second, last minute, and one in this minute of Christmas ornaments getting shot as well. I think. Yes. <laughs> just uh, to add a little bit of a quirk to it, and just to remind us that it's Christmas.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean and and what's funny is, is there's a little Christmas tree on on top of the desk that's right above Carl's head which we've we've seen over the last few minutes and each time it gets shot and just like uh, uh bangs back it, it like uh you know stands back up each time. Yeah. You know, it's not something like the computer screens we see explode, but th- this this little Christmas tree does not explode at all. Yeah. You know. Um, uh, just so you know, the the name of the thing is called a rage room, or a smash room, or an anger room. You know what we <laughs> were talking about. So I'm I'm assuming that you can find these type of things in 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 England. You know, if you just do a quick search for uh, rage room. Oh yeah, for sure. There, it's called Smash Space UK. Oh, yeah. is, I just found one it. The, <laughs> it's in that's in uh, New, Newcastle. And I'm, I'm okay, assuming uh, you know there's here you got in Birmingham.
1: Four locations uh, across the U.K., yeah, according to this, Northwest, yeah, Midlands. Ooh, get, I'm in East 30 Midlands. Minutes, 30 minutes to break stuff. Wow, there are three not too far
0: from me. Wow. There you go. I, I guess we know what David's doing on his next uh, <laughs> bank holiday. <laughs> hey, you got one coming up soon, I'm assuming. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah as, as we're recording this, you, we, we know that you have a, a, a bank holiday tomorrow. <laughs> But I, I don't know if I don't know if it's appropriate tomorrow to go. <laughs> no. to go. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's just a great idea. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. You know, they they give you like a room filled with stuff, and you can just break whatever you want. <laughs> I, I, here you go. Breakable items include glass bottles, flat screen monitors, DVDs. Um, you can work at a mm. as a team to really de stress and let go. They mm. allow up to six people to be in and, 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 and smash things at the same time. Um, you can also purchase special items in order to uh, add to them. You can, you can buy extra large bottles. You can, you can buy printers, photocopiers. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh wow. That, that That's just, uh, I, I, it does sound like fun. You know, again, I don't. I don't have rage issues. I don't feel that I need to go do something like this. But, but it does sound like an interesting activity. You oh know. yeah, I'm I'm definitely down for this next birthday. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you now know what to ask ask your wife for for your next birthday. You <laughs> yeah. Just uh, you know, as long as it's not on Guy Fawkes and you're not shooting uh, uh <laughs> fireworks at yourself, you, you should be fine. <laughs> and then uh you know we we, we see that that uh, john who's who's under the desk, he continues to shoot and and then he actually runs out of bullets and you know this is like the first time in the movie we've seen someone run out of bullets, and then he he does something even stranger he throws the gun away you know like why would he throw you know yesterday we had the whole idea that he throws the takes the bag off of him which which obviously is more right, incumbersome to do because it's strapped around him. And here he finishes shooting, and the bullets run out, and you know he decides to, you know, just just throw the gun away. Uh, I don't know. You'd think that he would think that he's going to need it in the future. You know, just that doesn't really make sense. So, how how many bullets do you think the three of them have shot? Oh god. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I really, I didn't check that. I just want I want to see your reaction on that one. That, that, that's an impossible thing to to figure out. I mean, we mm-hmm. we know that with the with the magic of movies, you know, every most characters have, you know, unlimited uh,
1: oh yeah, um, magazines in their guns. You know, most, Commando is one of the best examples of that. It's just yeah. ridiculous. It never reloads; it's just constant. <laughs> no, and then Brilliant. he throw no, he
0: does throw throw the guns away as yeah. he's finished with them. You know, he never reloads, but he but he's he's done with this one. He just throws it to the side, you know, and takes something else out, you know, as he's doing it. But, but I mean, I always love the fact that, that, I mean, as someone who has used fire, firearms, you know, when, when I was in the military. So, you know, when you have a machine gun, a machine gun has 30 bullets in a clip or something like that. And if you're shooting on automatic like they're doing here, it'll take you like two seconds to shoot all 30 bullets. And then you have to put in a new clip. And in here, the three of them are shooting at each other. And, you know, they've been shooting for each of them for, let's say, a minute and a half, and none of them have reloaded at all. There's <laughs> no need for that whatsoever. And then John just runs out of bullets, you know. Yeah. You know, I guess the uh, the, the the magic wore off, <laughs> you know. He, he for- they
1: run out when it's convenient for the
0: story. <laughs> That's right. He he, uh, he forgot his, uh, you know, Harry Potter spell, <laughs> you know what did they teach me in Hogwarts? What was that spell? <laughs> For unlimited bullets. <laughs> unlimited ammo is, I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. And at this point, the Carl continues to shoot, and Hans joins him, and the two of them shoot out no less than seven more panes of glass, mm-hmm. which is which again, it's fun to see. Yesterday we talked about the sugar glass, so you know they 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 had to to you know to to prepare all of this you know it it makes you when 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 you're dissecting a movie this way it makes you appreciate even more all of the, the 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 little detailed work that goes into making a movie you know with with all the the people that i mean we'll get to this when we talk about in the credits but but there's just so many little things that people have to prepare just to get the shot working and stuff like that yeah and you know just watching it like this you say to yourself wow how many panes of, of sugar glass did they have to put together and then you know find ways to to destroy it to make it look
1: like it's being shot you know
0: with all yep. squids and, or whatever it
1: is and this is just the footage we see i mean obviously there's they, they they might have gone wrong it might not have exploded very well they have to re they have to clean it up reset it yep. reset the cameras it's uh it's Crazy. It, I, I'd love. To, I'd be interested to see how many days, however, it took just to shoot this one scene. It must have been a while. Although, uh, as I say, they, they do have a few cheats in there where they reuse the same action just from a different angle. But um, still, it must have. Right, but there's also the point that it's
0: possible that some of the shots here were not shots that, that it was done with. You know, with the, with the, the B camera team. You know. Oh you yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. have to see. There's there are a lot of shots where you don't see any of the characters.
1: Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. There'll be loads. Yeah, a lot of this will be done by by the um, second unit. But um, yeah. but still, it's still time. It's still people, still still being done. Yeah, they no, no, I'm, not, I'm not belittling it. I'm saying that it, yeah. that
0: you know, it's something. It's something that can be done simultaneously. That 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 was my oh, point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that if you have the second crew working on it, so it can be done at the same time. You know, yeah, point. yeah. Sure. And there's lots and lots of glass falling all over the place, and it falls on John, and he screams out, "Jesus Christ!" And and then we we see you know we go back to what you were talking about yesterday with the visual story t- storytelling. So we see that the, the the exit sign over the door, and we see John looking at it, and then his his uh, viewpoint you know go, looks down at the at the floor, and we see that it's filled with with lots and lots of of sugar glass, which you know he shouldn't be worried about having to run over, right? <laughs>
1: I think what's interesting about that little bit you mentioned, because I was going to talk about that bit, Uh, on top of the kind of visual storytelling you've got of looking at the exit sign, looking at the glass, looking at his feet, um, what's interesting is that for most of the kind of previous scenes, previous shots we've seen, the cameras, it's either been fairly static, or if there's movement, it's been kind of masked with movement of other characters, like tracking someone. It's been very smooth, seamless kind of... um, seamless shooting style where you don't you don't kind of see movement whereas this is very distinctly changes it the camera like like has quite a fast, quick pan a quick pan and tilt up to the up to the um exit sign quick kind of tilt down and it's really kind of it's a quite an abrupt movement that it's not it's not quite a point of view because you can see john as well in the shot uh, but it, it, it mimics that so it mimics the kind of head movement um And I think this kind of the idea of this, I guess, is to heighten heighten the intensity of the the situation and height which heightening the fact that John needs to think fast. So the camera's having this abrupt kind of and it's also putting you in his in in his in his kind of mindset, even though it's not literally a shot made to look as though it's through his eyes. It's almost it feels as though you're sat there with him the way that the camera is moving right head would Mm -hmm. move. And it, it just, it, it throws it's a nice little moment that throws the audience in there, adds to the intensity of of kind of like, what do I do next? <laughs> right. Kind of thing. So it's, it's a nice little, nice little touch. Yeah.
0: Right. And then we get a shot, as you said, of, of, of his bare feet. And, you know, the gunshots continue. And then I, I love the cheat that they do here. They they then show us Carl, who takes one of those uh, hockey pucks that he used, uh, you know, in, in the first, in the second week when he took out, you know, one of the, actually, was it the third week or the second week? Uh, might've been, might've, it was on the cusp between the second and third week. No, sorry. It was the fourth week It happened in the fourth week where he had this like hockey puck type of, uh, device that he slides across the ground. And then it explodes and has, you know, uh, it's like a flash explosion in order to, uh, you know, blind anyone who's looking and, you know, that comes like towards us. And then we see the big flash, which we have a large flash of light in front of us. And then there's like a whole bunch of sparks and the sound of glass falling, which, which is great. They do that amazingly in this, in this particular uh, scene, you know, because everything is, is calm and quiet after this little flash. And then we see a few little sparks and then you can hear the, the sound of glass Falling and shattering, you know, the, the what was left, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah, the sound design, sound design to a real art. It's what something I'm always impressed by. Uh, I mean, when I edit, I do, uh, uh, I do a bit of sound design. I will put effects in there to kind of, um, but mainly just important effects to kind of uh, make the scene work. But a proper sound designer will add so many layers that you won't even think about. There'll be you will be your basic kind of atmos in the background and and then in seeing like this it's insane that if you ever see the kind of layout it's just crazy they'll have like god knows how many tracks and just right millions of little clips in there and it's uh, it's it's uh, it's incredible work and it really adds to it yeah as you say it's uh, nicely done yeah it's very well done
0: here and then then we see like a, a computer bank and then it it gets flipped over and we see that, that Carl was hiding behind it and and then he. You know, he, he looks really, really angry at the way that he's doing it. And then we get a, a long shot that shows both Hans and Carl entering <laughs> the destroyed room, the area that, that John was in. And then Hans goes over to the to the bag that John had left and then picks it up. And I love the the added touch that you have like little shards of glass that fall off to the side, you know, as he's mm-hmm. picking that up. And then he opens the bag, looks inside, sees that the detonators are there. And then he turns to Carl and he goes, Smile, Carl. We're back in business. And mm-hmm. then we pan back to Carl and we get a shot showing once again how really angry he is at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, on the one hand, you know, Hans is happy that they got the detonator's what they wanted, but Carl wanted something else. He wanted mm-hmm. John dead. You know, yeah. For killing his brother Tony.
1: And that's kind of like uh a- that kind of brings me into on my recent rewatch of Die Hard. I kind of had a uh, well, not not a revelation as such, but I kind of I kind of realised. I think one of the key things that makes Die Hard so good, because I mean the set pieces are uh, uh, well done, they're, they're exciting, but I think one of the key things that makes Die Hard so good is the characters. Is almost everyone in the film, other than maybe some little background extras you'll get here and there. Is given some kind of character, is given some kind of quirk, or is given, or is, or just has a, a really strong performance. Like absolutely everyone, even the goons. Like usually the kind of bad guys, goons, they'll just run around with a gun. They'll be a nobody's They're just cannon fodder. But here, on most of them, maybe not every single one of them, most of them have kind of you get a little bit of story. So you've got the, you've you've got the kind of the brothers, um, and and uh, you, so you've got Carl wanting revenge and stuff like that. And you've got little touches for um, I can't remember all the act- the names of the actors now, but um, uh, the um, I've forgotten his name now, but the, the guy later on in another scene where he, he steals the, he steals the chocolate bar. Ah, no, well, that we already the, had. That was that was um, uh, Uli. He's, he's a, yeah, I know him, and I can't think of the name.
0: You know him personally?
1: But, um, no, 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 oh. no. I just mean I mean I know the actor. Al, but, um. Al Long. Al yes that's it that's it so just little there are so many little touches like this that and then you've got you the fbi agents have a great uh, kind of characters you've got um a- another character will come in in the next steps no the, on the, the friday's episode that i'll talk about and um, but there's just loads of great memorable characters almost there's so many memorable memorable characters in the film and i think that's really what sells it um because in essence you could just argue it's just it's other than that you know it's it, it's it's just an action movie but It just it adds that extra layer of that that makes it more enjoyable and makes it more engaging. I think and a big part of it are these kind of memorable characters that are just given that are given more than usual in this type of film. Yeah,
0: I I agree. I agree completely with that. So, anything else you want to say before we get into the script?
1: I know now. I think I'm okay. it.
0: So once again, I'm gonna read the description here because it's a great description of everything that's going on because there's just action going on. As glass flies everywhere, McLean sees one option and takes it, blasting a burst to keep their heads down. He whirls, jumps on top of a long counter and runs across the room. Their bullets follow him, six inches behind him, uh, moving, moving forward. Big cray units, grown with electronic squeals and sparks, as a million gigabytes goes to ram heaven. McLean reaches the end of the counter, dives and rolls to the floor. His foot goes right down on a jagged shard. He groans, but keeps going. As he reaches the stairwell door, he's out, gone, safe. Carl looks pissed as hell. Behind him, Hans sifts through rubble, then comes over smiling. He's holding the bag of detonators. Smile, Carl. We're back in business. So, Again, it's it's a nice description of the whole thing. I, I in the movie they they obviously, you know, uh, pad it a little better. There's there's a little more going on with the whole thing. Um, I I love the way that they you know they talk about a million gigabytes and it goes to RAM heaven. You know.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's much more descriptive than you'd get in your standard script. Usually, they're more yeah just nuts and bolts. So it's uh yeah it's interesting. Exactly.
0: You know and the fact that they call them cray, cray units. You know, uh, I'm assuming people still use Cray computers. I remember, you know, back when I was working in computers years ago, there was, there was like, you know, the company that I was at, they had like two Cray computers, you know, they were like really, really expensive. You know, there were these, these, you know, high level top model, uh, you know, computers that you, that you use for, for, I I, I guess for programming, I don't know, (laughs) could be. All right. So. Every Wednesday, we have a segment called Hans Hump Day, which my guests will give their top five Alan Rickman performances. So what have you got for us, David?
1: Um, I've got a few. Uh, I must admit, these ones... Well, I hope you have not talk five. as much about them because I've not seen as much. Yeah, I, I, weirdly, I kind of semi-struggled with this. I think there's quite a few I haven't seen for a while. And he's an actor. I always think Alan Rickman, I love him. He's amazing. But actually... might sound like sacrilege but i don't think he's done that many great films (laughs) diehards well we might get to that later but but um but i'm gonna go through my list there's some that i haven't seen for a while so that missed out because i just couldn't remember them um but uh, number five is i'm gonna go with eye in the sky Um i must admit i can't remember uh, alan rickman's character a great deal in this film so i don't think it's necessarily a great alan rickman film but it's—I just think it's a great film. I think it's a really decent, solid, really tense thriller. Um, so that like made my list for that. Just just because I, I really enjoyed it. It was be- better than I expected. I remember, it came out. It kind of looked a bit throwaway, but um, but it was it was way better than I expected. And so I put it in there. But as I say, I can't remember a lot about Alan Martin's character. I think it was one of his, his final performances, of, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think so. I think so. Um, and uh, so, to so number four, uh, number four, I'm going to go with Sweeney Todd. Um, this sees uh, Alan kind of playing a uh, Rickman playing the villain, as he off, off his, as he does quite a few times. And um, I would again, I don't think it's his strongest performance. I think, well, no, I think his performance is pretty good. But I will say, with Sweeney Todd being a musical, his singing is awful. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's not got the best he's not got the best singing voice in the world. Um, so in turn- again, in terms of maybe an Alan Rickman film, it's not his strongest hour. But I, again, I just re- I really enjoy Sweeney Todd. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. I think Tim Burton uh, does well. I think some people have argued it's it doesn't quite do justice to the original uh, musical. Um, but I just still think it's a lot of fun. Uh, it looks it looks gorgeous, e- even though the singers maybe don't do justice to the songs. The songs themselves are still great. Um, and I just have a lot of fun with it and as I say, Alan, Alan Rickman does well it just doesn't sing very well but he still does well as the villain he always works well as, as a villain right. um, so so yeah so that's my number four uh, and then the, the top three are more like, more classic Rickman roles for me, so number three I've got Galaxy Quest, uh, this I did rewatch for the podcast because I hadn't seen it since the cinema and um, it's, it's a lot of fun, Galaxy Quest uh, kind of spoofing uh, star trek and spoofing that kind of the fandom around it as much as it is spoof- spoofing the actual uh series and uh in this alan rickman plays kind of uh a, 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 the- a thespian who's quite unhappy about being known purely for this role in this NAF uh sci-fi series and he's but um but he still shows it to all the conventions and stuff for the cash. He needs the money, but he's—it's he's, soul destroying to him. He—he he, he hates saying his classic catchphrase. Yeah. Um. So it's great to see Rickman have loads of fun in this role and see him do a comedy. He's a great comic comedy actor, comic actor. Uh. And it's just a fun film. Um. Watching it again recently, I can remember the, the first like quarter or third or something. I was thinking, oh, it's okay. It's not as good as I remember. But I think as it goes on, as it ends, it's it does a good job of not only kind of working as a spoof, but it um, it has a lot of heart to it and a lot of soul to it. And it kind of, um, it, it, it just, it just works. It works a, a treat. It's a, it's a, it's a great, a great little movie. So that adds to make the list. Okay, yeah. great. great. And then number two is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, uh, another one of Rickman's most famous uh, villain roles as the Sheriff of Nottingham. And he, he is so good in it. He, he has so much fun in the role. He's, uh, he really hands it up, uh, but in a, in a good way. And uh, it's it, it, he's part of what makes the film so much fun. I mean, uh, it's it could be seen as quite a daft film there's a lot of things that don't make sense you've got an American playing Robin Hood <laughs> and not really hiding the fact and uh, it, it's 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 goofy but it's goofy fun and I think Rickman is a is kind of a big part of that um, so that adds to be near the top it's an old kind of childhood uh, teenage sort of favourite anyway uh, and then number one well it's Die Hard I mean I, I couldn't put anything else at the top <laughs> uh, I love Die Hard so much and Alan Rickman is phenomenal in it so yeah I, I don't think i need to talk about Hard. i think we've probably talked about it enough on this series but yeah that's my number one all right great so you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you yeah check out my uh reviews on blueprintreview.co.uk uh, where we review cult uh kind of cult indie world classics all that kind of stuff um out. All right. Finding me is
0: very simple. Just a search for Move Around Minute. You can find me on my website, movearoundminute.com. You can find me on Twitter, and you can find me on Facebook. So until tomorrow, yippee
1: kaye. Oh, yippee